This is Liberal Amazon, a podcast supported by Group BBF, 15 years decarbonizing the Amazon, and Banco da Amazônia, moving the Amazon and your life. Hi, and welcome to Liberal Amazon, a podcast about the Brazilian Amazon. Today, our subject is the free trade zone of Manaus, here in the Amazon. Have you ever heard of it? It houses about 600 industries and it is responsible for plus 180 jobs, with a turnover up to 174 billion reais by companies that are part of the financial and tax incentive program. Special economic zones are not a Brazilian creation. They are demarcated geographical areas in which business rules are different, with lower taxes and fees, equipped with investment conditions and infrastructure for foreign trade, customs, taxation and regulatory environment. What is a Brazilian creation, however, is the regional development policy character given to the endeavor, unlike Chinese experiences, for example, focused on encouraging exports. For researcher Luiz Ricardo Cavalcante of the Brazilian Institute of Education, Development and Research, this vision fits the conception of the importance of occupying and industrializing the Amazon. It was a vision very much in vogue at the time that free trade zone was conceived, as well as the supply of products to consumer markets in the south and southeast of Brazil. In addition, it strengthens the absorption of technologies from foreign countries. Unlike the main special economic zones in the world, with focus on exports, the objective of the Manaus Free Trade Zone is to promote regional development by granting incentives to overcome the location disadvantages of Manaus, or, more generally, the Amazon. In practice, the model adopted ended up converting the free trade zone into a unique kind of importing process zone, since the tax incentives offered a favor the local processing of components from abroad and their subsequent commercialization in the domestic market. This is the case, for example, of electronic products produced in the region, says Luis Ricardo. Researcher Camille Medina from the National School of Public Administration attributes four definitive milestones that structure the unique character of the Manaus Free Trade Zone, without which the history of the Manaus Industrial Hub would have been different. The first is that, in an unprecedented way, the federal government decided to encourage a high-value-added activity in the Amazon that did not only include extractive activities, as was the case with subsistence agriculture and the extraction of fresh rubber for export. Secondly, there was the global contest of the Cold War, which made the need to occupy the territory, especially the borders, as a way to guarantee national sovereignty, a priority of the military government, placing the occupation of the Amazon at the center of the government agenda of the time. Thirdly, Camille argues that, unlike most of the policies applied in the country until then, the Manaus Free Trade Zone was not designed to meet the interests of the main regional oligarchs, which were located in the center-south region of the country. The model was designed to solve the country's strategic problems and, because it was implemented by an authoritarian government, oligarch pressures, which have always been present, did not play as a strong role as the other times in Brazilian history. Finally, there was the creation of the superintendents of the Manaus Free Trade Zone. For the first time in the region, a robust institutional arrangement was created, with autonomy and endowed with politic and economic strength to implement the public policy under its custody, with support from the federal and local governments, and its own resources, with emphasis on its own revenue and the land granted to the autarchy, 
factors that contributed to transform it a bridge between the central government and local interests. At the same time that the autarky represents an arm of the federal government in the region, it acts as an advocate for regional interests in Brasilia, Brazil's capital. By the 1980s, the model was already well established and the impact of the economic zone on Manaus was remarkable. The city had 63,000 inhabitants in 1960 and in 1992, it already had more than 1 million residents. By 2022, according to the Brazilian Institute of Geography and Statistics, the city had already exceeded 2 million inhabitants. The journey had some setbacks. The slowdown of the Brazilian economy from 2015 onwards was a blow to the Manaus Free Trade Zone. Even in 2014, the industrial center broke a record for job creation, with plus 122,000 jobs filled. The following year was the number of working fall to less than 105,000. In 2016, the number reached 85,000. It was in this scenario that Manaus Free Trade Zone was extended until 2073. Between 2010 and 2028, the Manaus Free Trade Zone trade balance had a deficit of around $10 billion. In the same period, exports from the trade zone corresponded to only 7.5% of imports of raw materials. It is a data that reinforces the opinion of critics who established that the tax waivers granted by the federal government do not pay off. Today, the Manaus Free Trade Zone accounts for 7% of the tax incentives classified by the Federal Revenue Service as tax expenditures, with estimated waiver of around 30 billion reais for 2023 in federal taxes for companies that are part of the Manaus Industrial Hub. The math shows, therefore, that for each job generated in the Free Trade Zone of Manaus, with an average salary of 56,000 reais per year, the federal government forgoes 276,000 reais in tax revenue. Outside the coldness of the numbers, the subject arouses passions. After all, 5.2% of the population of the city capital are employed in the industrial hub. Luiz Ricardo Cavalcante, who holds a PhD in administration for the Federal University of Bahia, he calls that the challenge, therefore, is to make it more adherent to the vocations of the Amazon, with a production that benefits from the fact that there is a special economic zone in the vicinity of a forest rich in biodiversity, since the production of articles such as motorcycles and TVs suffers from a logistical deficit. You want to know more about that? Well, you can check it out everything on our full article at liberalamazon.com. Thank you so much for your company. See you soon. Bye. You have just listened to Liberal Amazon, a podcast supported by Group BBF, 15 years decarbonizing the Amazon, and Banco da Amazônia, moving the Amazon and your life.